It's true. I, I wouldn't trust a 21 year old telling me about my feelings. <laughs> Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Collar day. Collar day. Why only one fist? This is a double fist my other, choice. I was stuck <laughs> in my <trapped>. wire. <laughs> Yay. We're today joined. I didn't say the right word, but I was, I'm recovering. We're, We're today, today joined, joined totally by. Fine. You could totally It still that. works. It's correct. Yeah. By a lovely caller named Abby. Abby, thank you so much for joining Hello, us. Hello, Abby. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. So, Abby, do you mind giving us your age, your city or region and your story, please? So my name is Abby and I am 29. I live in the uh, Pacific Northwest. Normally, you guys ask for the like other person in questions age. <laughs> and in this case, it is my 63 year old father. Um, and my story is that or my general problem and kind of central question is my father continually makes comments about his divorce from my mother um, that I don't appreciate and um, I think reflect like a pretty drastic difference of opinion on that event. And, you know, my question is like, what should I do about it? How should I go about addressing this? My parents immigrated to the U.S. from Poland in the 80s um, and they met in Spokane, Washington. My parents are 11 years apart, so they started dating when my mom was like 18, 19, got married when she was like 21, um, had me when she was 24, and my younger brother a couple years after that. My dad was never very like affectionate or, in my opinion, like very kind. I mean, he wasn't like abusive or, you know, outwardly bad, but he wasn't like a very caring person all throughout, from my per perspective, during the time that they were married. Oh, one other quick fun fact about my family that may or may not be germane to this conversation is that in my family, my mom's sister married my dad's brother. Um, so it's like a pair of sisters married a pair of brothers. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness. Um, yeah. that, is, that is germane to the story, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I forgot germane. that part from the email. Yeah. I don't know how I forgot that. No, yeah. I think I left it out. But Oh, okay. Because yeah, so, I'm like, wow, that's actually, whoo. Yeah, it's the 80s. <laughs> Anything flies. <laughs> my aunt and uncle got divorced in like 2005. So that was kind of my first like exposure to divorce, watching my aunt and uncle go through it. And then in 2007, my mom moved from being an elementary school teacher at one school in her school district to being a vice principal in another building where she was working for a man named Gary. A year later, uh, my mom announced that she wanted to divorce my dad. Um, so that was in 2008 when I was like a freshman in high school and my dad did not take it well. Uh, it was quite clear that my mom, you know, it was very one-sided decision-making. Hmm. And then my junior year of high school is about when my mom and Gary, her former boss, uh, started like publicly dating um, and they're now married. They got married in 2013 and are very, very happy. Like it's a great match. And I love Gary a lot. I think he's a great guy, but my dad has called him a snake and a scumbag and seems to believe that Gary is like the primary reason that my parents divorced. Mm. You know, he kind of talks about it in this sense of like, if Gary had never come along into our lives, then the strong implication is that they would still be together and married, mm. right? Whereas my view is quite different from that in that, you know, I think that it wasn't just happenstance that a nice guy came along and, mm -hmm. you know, my mom changed her path. It's like, you know, years and years and years, right, of not being a good partner to someone yep. Yeah. Yep. helps, mm -hmm. you know, helped push my mom along into the yeah. arms of Gary. To the best of my knowledge, nothing like outwardly inappropriate happened between my mom and Gary. I've never asked because I just don't really feel like I need to know the answer, partially because I think that even if something had, I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah. I mean, Gary's no. a better match for her. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's happy. And, and yeah, the proof yeah. is in the pudding. They've been married for almost a decade yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. He makes comments about Gary quite frequently. He makes comments about my mom in the sense that she's been like, manipulated or she was in a bad headspace and that's kind of why this happened um and then at times he also just makes general comments about how my brother and I would have like 
turned out better. Um, if uh-huh. this hadn't happened. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, so there's better. just, a, there's a lot there, right? It's been 14 years since this divorce happened. Back when this all, you know, happened in, when I was in high school, I kind of naively thought, oh, well, my dad will meet someone. And then hopefully that new person will show him that like, there were better people out there for both of them, right? That my mom got her happy ending and then he just needed to wait a little bit longer, but he would find his, you know, special someone and be, you know, more at peace with what happened. And so far that hasn't happened, obviously. So now it's a little bit more like, okay, I'm older, wiser. Um, We have a little bit more of an equal relationship, although, you know, not quite. It's still, you know, certainly father, daughter, but I'm hoping that eventually we can find a way to curb these comments. You mentioned you have a brother, right? You do. Yeah. How old is he? He is 26, three years younger than me. And I just, because there was something that really stuck out to me in your email and you could just share as much as you'd like to, but there was sort of a remark he made about your brother and how your mother, do do you want to Fill in the blanks yeah, for yeah. Me yeah, sure. So my brother recently went through a two-week mental health crisis where he was in a really bad place. Um, we were really worried about him. We kind of rallied around him, and um, I went to visit. And you know, my brother took time off of work and went to stay with my dad at his house. And my dad has historically struggled with mental health as well. So you know, my dad, for all his flaws, was like a really good resource for my brother during this time. Mm. And I went through a mental health crisis in 2017. So I told my brother during this time, like, you know, dad's really good at handling this and understanding where you're coming from. In my experience, like mom isn't so good at this. She's very happy-go-lucky and doesn't really, she didn't really get it. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I was going through my experience and So we're out at like having dinner at my dad's house and my brother kind of mentions that um, a similar situation, like he talked to my mom, but it was kind of clear she didn't get it. And my dad was like, well, what do you mean? And I said something along the lines of, you know, mom doesn't really take these things to heart or doesn't, doesn't really have these experiences. And he was like, well, she clearly was in a mental health crisis when she divorced me because she clearly wasn't thinking straight. Hmm. Or, or something like that. Right. And then uh-huh. I was, yeah, just yeah. bit my tongue on that one. And yeah, I feel like I didn't say anything either. Kind of let the time pass, you know. Um, so, so this sort of just sounds like the dynamic with your dad is just generally biting your tongue and waiting for the moment to pass. Yeah, ninety percent of the time, I would say it's just a pause, wait for him to move on to something else uh, approach. Yeah. Can I ask, when you said that your father has had his own mental health struggles, is this something that he's sought out therapy for? I'm just curious to know how uh, ripe for the picking talking about mental health could be with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, he has been diagnosed formally with depression um, in the past. So he has taken like medication for depression before. But um, I don't believe that he's he has a therapist or sees a therapist regularly. Um, I don't know if he ever has really. I, at one point when I was having a lot of conflict with him in like 2015 or so asked him to go with me to one of my sessions and he just did not like that idea. Um, Mm -hmm. but during that crisis of my brothers, uh, I gave my brother, my therapist name and phone number. He set up time and my dad was really encouraging of that. Like mm-hmm. he was really happy that Adam had taken that step. Sure. So there's kind of a mixed bag here. Oh, yeah. So maybe with a time passing, he's maybe a little more receptive to the idea of it than he was in right. 2015, maybe. Yeah, maybe. that's possible. Well, see, what about just general constructive criticism? How open yeah. to that is he? Um, Not great. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a problem. Yeah. I think that probably my dad's number one flaw is just a general sense of that he's always right. Mm. Um, you know, I think as his daughter, it's very difficult for me to argue with him because he just kind of defaults to the, you know, I'm your dad and I know best. <laughs> yeah. mentality. Uh, so with the wagging finger yeah. and all. Wow. Yeah. He's an engineer. He tries to think of himself as very logical. I think he does not really like being uh, taken to task for any 
you know, actions or events that have hurt other people. So no taking of responsibility in general. Yeah. Yeah. He's just really bitter and feels he deserves something that he doesn't have and is willing to lash out constantly at the source of bitterness. I have one more question. Mm -hmm. Do you know, I just, I'm not, you know, since they, you said they came from Poland, Mm -hmm. is it from their generation or their culture, is there any sense that divorce is very frowned upon or that it's yeah, a I, failure? I was thinking about that, like leading up to this call of, you know, is his nature more attributable to his age or, or his culture or, or, you know, and I, I couldn't tell you for sure. I think that my dad thinks that as long as you have good intentions in a marriage and, you know, you don't cheat, like you don't outwardly do bad things, then you should, you know, the marriage should continue. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think he's a real true believer of like, he's not, he's never once acknowledged like this may not have been a perfect match, you know, my mom and him. Yeah. And so I think he just thinks, you know, he goes to work, he works hard, he provides for his family. He should be rewarded. He's held up his, yeah, he's (laughs) held up his end of the bargain. Yeah, exactly. Except I also feel like that end of that bargain in general maybe speaks to a different time and place. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really old school. That is old school. But does he, does, do you think there's any chance of reconciliation between him and your mother to, that they could eventually be friends or maybe even possibly he could be friends with her husband in some sort of very light, not too heavy friendship (laughs) way? So my dad has been in the same room with my mom, let's say maybe 10 times, you know, since the divorce and nothing, ter- you know, it's it's not terrible. He can like shake hands or say hello and and put on a brave face. But I don't think my mom really wants to be friends with him, to be honest with you. And I don't think my stepdad cares to really be friends with him Got either. It. Okay. It's mostly just a me feeling uncomfortable that right. he's speaking about, you know, these two people I obviously care greatly about in such mm-hmm. a negative. Sure, he's putting you in a terrible position. Yeah. Right? I mean, objectively yeah. speaking. And- I, yeah. I was just wondering if there's a way that he could fix it on his side, but apparently that's not a possibility. Yeah. So, Abby, I have to commend you. This is just such a it's a good this question. Is, it's a great question, and I want to have a disclaimer straight up that I don't know how qualified I think we're going to feel to answer your question. Okay. But nonetheless, I just loved your question so much. I think it's super relatable. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. specific. And I, it is interesting to see the dynamic shift that you even said, like you're 29 now, you're both adults. It's different yeah. than it was when she first, your mom first started dating Gary, you know? So right. it is interesting right. to see that evolve all through your 20s, how mm-hmm. he continues to pit you kind of against them and their, in their happy relationship by always painting them in this negative light. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I look, on one hand, I can understand the bitterness he feels. Yeah. I mean, he he deserves to be bitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, you know, on the, on, the, on the very first surface level, right, the question is like, these comments make me uncomfortable. How do I get them to stop? Mm-hmm. But the deeper level is like, my dad is sad and yeah. lonely. Clearly. And I just feel just such heartache for him when I stop and think about it past the, you know, initial frustration of like, he's alone and he doesn't really have very many people And I guess mentally, right, it's easier to turn towards bitterness and anger at Gary as this scapegoat, right, Mm -hmm. rather than uh, accept, you know, what kind of situation he's landed in. What's most important is he has to understand that that it doesn't matter if Gary is a scumbag or not. Yeah. Yeah. His his ex-wife chose him Mm -hmm. and it was a clear choice. There was no conflict. She has no interest in reconciliation or anything and, and enough yeah. time has passed yeah. where that should at right. least be accepted it's if done not it is yeah. signed sealed delivered this <laughs> yeah. is not being reversed one more question sorry keep your train of thought yeah. uh how long were your parents married yeah so i think i think around 18 years because i was 15 when they got divorced so add a few more you know okay. free me yeah okay what 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 frustrates me about your dad is the first of all one of the reasons why he's so bitter and one of the reasons why he lashes out and he keeps harping on this and he's obsessed with it is because he's not trying to find somebody else. 
Mm. He doesn't seem to be making any efforts or be open to or, that. Or does he? Do you think he does make efforts? I, I've met two girlfriends in the last oh. 14 years. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that he has tried online dating. So he, he's had some, um, some luck, but not an enormous, like, I think those relationships have been like a year each. So, you know, oh, okay. two, two years out of like 14 years divorce that he was like in relationships is, you know, got it. Not, not amazing. So is he still trying or has he kind of given up? I don't know. Um, I know that he signed up for dating apps that are like specific to Poland at some point. And I think that he finds that it's just culturally easier to, you know, talk with people from the motherland. So, um, and he, he purchased a condo there, um, a few years ago. I think when he retires, he plans on splitting his time. So I'm, Keeping my fingers crossed, right? Like maybe the women in Poland will get him better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> honestly, it's super likely. Very likely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see. Uh, look, it, it, if if you could hold out and if you believe in him that he's going to find this perfect <laughs> Polish woman, your problems yeah, yeah. should be solved because he's going to forget about his ex-wife for the most part. Yeah. But in lieu of that... I believe that you and your brother are going to have to have a sit down, talk with him about this. Well, I don't so, yeah. see any other way around it. That's what I wanted to ask is, have you ever broached it at all, even in a passing like, OK, dad, like Gary's not a snake. Like, can we move on? Like just you uh, retaliating even to a small degree to him saying this stuff or do you just bite your tongue and ignore it? I I have said exactly as you mentioned, right? Like I've kind of either rolled my eyes or said like, okay, come on. Or, Mm. you know, the most recent kind of event that really stuck out was right before Memorial Day weekend, I mentioned, you know, that my aunt and her new husband um, are coming over to visit. Remember this aunt is the person who divorced his His brother. brother. So, yeah. So, so, yeah. really hard to draw a family tree when you're like the seventh grade when this happens. Yeah. (laughs) But um, he, you know, he mentioned, Mm. he called my aunt and uncle kind of snakes and scumbags as well, because Mm. he also thinks that they, you know, negatively influenced my mom and encouraged her to to leave. And I, I was like, all right, you know, that's, that's not cool or something. And he said something like, Oh, well, I would have thought by now, since you're older, that you would have seen, you would clearly see that, you know, the divorce was um, really a bad milestone in our family's lives. Like, you know, it wasn't good for anything. Yeah, but that's and, beside the point. That's a different issue. And it's well, also and it's, just, I don't know, it's, it's like also the, not taking responsibility for the fact that they all turned out fine and his mom's really, like her mom's yeah. really happy. Yeah, it's somehow the burden <laughs> is on you to share his bitterness right, to exactly. commiserate with him. It's not and fair. It, it, it's hard to imagine a, a you know a sentence or a phrase that would communicate to him in a non-cruel way like mom's way happier than she was with right you, right, right. Like, don't, it yeah, just feels like salt in the that. wound to to be like actually Gary does XYZ things for her and she's thriving and you know she's it, it just I, th- I wish I could communicate that, but it's hard. But to I think how. I think the communication has to be, first of all, official. It has to be like a real sit down mm-hmm. family talk. I with, agree with, with Did this. you coordinate with your brother? But it has to lead with compassion. Yeah. I don't think you should attack in any way. You should mm-hmm. make it feel like this is like we care about you. We want you to be right. happy. We want you to find peace. And we want you to stop this. Mm-hmm. Not like this is really upsetting us stop doing this. Yeah. That's not the approach. I, I, wish I also am getting the vibe. Like you even said, you're like, I, above all, I know he's sad. Yeah. Right. Right. And therefore I agree with you completely. And I, nice. so, even when I read your email, I immediately <laughs> was like reading your email. I was like, he clearly, what did you say? We disagreed on the last call. <laughs> we agreed about the main point, but I, uh, we anyway, disagreed on execution. I went too far on another point <laughs> as usual. But even reading your email, I felt this strong sense of like how ups, like how upset he still is after all these years right. and how he never has any, any release for that. No. If, if the, yeah. probably the best he's going to get is like throw, you know, hoping that something sticks with you and your brother or like some remark about calling Gary a snake and hoping that you bite and then he could sort of like let it out for a little while. Right. It, it just feels so tragic that he isn't in therapy and therefore, and I know you're not 
therapist, like you're his daughter. And so that's just really, really tricky. You're in yeah. a very difficult position. And part of me just wants to be like, encourage him to go to therapy. But let's be honest. I don't think he's going to. No, that's the thing. Although, you know, the, the fact that you said he has sort of had his own mental health struggles and this is something he's actually the better parent to approach mm-hmm. with this stuff tells me that maybe it's not totally a lost well, cause. I will say this. I think it's worth a shot somewhere in the compassionate opener of yes. this conversation. Yeah. You should say, we would love you to go to therapy. And if he's like, oh, absolutely not, it's not happening, then you can move on to, you know. But framed in a way where I don't think it should be like this, you know, opening, go to therapy. It should be something that comes up in the conversation. Sure. But I agree with you that it should be a formal sit down situation and led with what I just said, which is like, you know, you still seem to harbor a lot of resentment mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. this. And frankly, you know, they've been married 11 years. And this is where you could very delicately be like, if I'm, if we're totally honest with you, mom's really happy. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to m- make the claim that it was a bad decision because right. it ended up being the right decision for her. And like, how can we get you to a place where you are able to make decisions for your own life that make you happy as well? You know what I mean? Coming yeah. from this place of like, let's talk about feelings, dad, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. which yeah. is, yeah. I know difficult. Tough. Like my dad doesn't want to talk about his feelings either. Yeah. 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 In fact, things that make him upset were like, expressly told not to talk about yeah. <laughs> in Especially, our family. Yeah, his, his buddies in the old country would be busting his balls if he starts Yeah, it, I do think a lot of this is generational. Yeah. And I, I think you throw in the fact that he's from Poland, which is, you know, like you Yeah, it is. Yeah, and very. I am I'm honestly impressed that he's able to talk I, I, about I mental health struggles. The fact that he's even where he's at yes. is impressive considering <laughs> where he came from. Yeah. The but, fact yeah. that your brother, that you even said, you're like, honestly, dad's the, you know, the better parent to go to about this. That's, yeah. I'm like really impressed by that, <laughs> given the rest yeah. of the package here. Look, well, I, it's I, interesting. I don't know if it, I don't know if it really matters, but when I, my crisis in 2017 was like an existential crisis. Looking at you, Andy, you're an Uh-oh. existentialist. Oh no, I have one every day. Every day I have existential crisis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just like had these very, very big, scary thoughts about like, I'm going to die someday. And like, what's the point of it all? Yeah. And Good like, questions. humanity is doomed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely true. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and my mom just does not think about those things. And so I, I just want to clarify that when my dad talks about mental health stuff, it's like, he is more nihilistic and existentialist Mm -hmm. um, and can get that. And that's how my brother was feeling too a couple months ago, but he's not really the type to be like, Abby, how are your stress levels? Like, let's talk about drawing you a nice bath, lighting a candle. He's not that type of emotional in tune, you know, he's a, but he can relate to the like big, scary thoughts at night that most people like smoke doobies to remedy. Yeah. 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 No, That's thank good. you for clarifying that. Yeah. God, you're, you are very good yeah, at the detail, this. the detail thank we're you. getting all the, you're making it easy for us. Yeah. We're not, okay. you're not making a struggle here. Very well spoken. Yeah. Great thank vocabulary. You. Just <laughs> all around. I mean, I guess my point is in saying this is I think you turned out just fine. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, well, despite your I was, I was actually going to say something about that. It seems like you and your brother have turned out well. And I do believe that your father actually really loves you guys and yeah. mean, and, and is, has been a somewhat good father to you, if not a good ex-husband to, or, or former current husband to his ex-wife. Yeah. I think that alone is enough for you to really approach him with this, a, a lot of compassion mm-hmm. and really just say like, you're great and all this stuff. And we want the best for you. And, and, you know, we're worried about you and this kind of stuff is upsetting. And we think you need to move past this. Mm-hmm. He deserves right. it. He's so, he, he has the right to be bitter. He, I totally yeah. get it. Culturally speaking, he was like, look, I'm, sh- I'm sure he wasn't the best husband ever, but I'm sure he also wasn't a terrible husband. Can we agree on that? Like he wasn't horrendous, yeah. right? Yeah. He was totally mediocre. Mediocre. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was the exact kind of husband where the vice principal goes for the principal. So <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what type of husband. So, so he didn't commit any terrible acts of treason against yeah. your mother. He mm-hmm. just wasn't, he didn't know how to do relationship that well. Nice guy all around. Good father to you guys. He deserves compassion and he deserves understanding about how bitter he is. 
I think. I yes, but I also think you know you you felt it was too cruel to rub salt in the wound and be like, well, actually, I don't think you need to go into details about why Gary is such a gold star husband necessarily, right. but. I do think that it's not cruel to just be honest about the fact that your mother is far happier because yeah. that is no crueler than him spending years calling Gary a snake and saying that she had a, a crisis for leaving him and just generally taking no responsibility. He's put the two of you in a really bad and, and, situation. And also you can make a case just as evidence. He, he got, she got married when she was really young. Yes. And you can just talk about how like a lot of women get married. It's like 18, 19. And suddenly they're like 10 years later, like what the hell am I doing? This is the wrong right. person for me. And it's not mm-hmm. his fault necessarily. Despite the fact that he was a mediocre husband. Yeah. Seriously. Though, <laughs> I just think yeah, compassion first consider. and foremost, but I also think some tough love here. Yeah. He he like he needs a reality check and also he needs to know how happy she is, whether or not he is happy with the circumstances that got her there. She was looking out for number one. And mm-hmm. maybe he should spend less time living in the past and thinking right. about her and, yeah. and start thinking about number one as I well. Agree. And so and I do think that that will require brutal a shit, truth. No, bombs. a shit sandwich, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, you know what we mean by the by the bullshit sandwich. You right? know, shit sandwiches, which like, you know, compliment hard truth. Compliment. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. 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 <laughs> and it's like a real like there's there's it's like one of those like cartoon sandwiches. Yeah. Where it's like a million meats on top of each other. Right. Right. But the bread is is a good bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The nice. cartoon's jaw like unhinges. Three yeah. Feet. yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of a lot of truth, but a lot of compassion. Right. He, he deserves that, and it's the only way I think it's going to work. And if and when he does have a rebuttal, because mm-hmm. he will. And yeah. I remember you saying in your email that you felt like he, you you. It's almost like you had thought about this for years, but were dreading it because you didn't think it would go over well. Right. Yep. And did that come from a place of? Uh, you know, being like, dad, I don't want you to do this anymore. Or did it come from a place of, because I gather you have thought through all the scenarios. This is the vibe I'm getting from you. And did you think through the scenario we're telling you, I assume you have, which is leading with compassion. Like clearly this is, you harbor a lot of sadness around this. Do we, do you want to talk about it? Like, have you thought about approaching it that way? Like, how Um, does this play out for you? What we're talking about? It hasn't, he hasn't been bringing it up a lot in the last few years. And it's just kind of circumstantial that it's come up like three times in the last two months. Um, hence why I emailed you guys. Yeah. Like, okay. This is for some reason kind of rearing its ugly head again. You know, it's, it feels tolerable enough most of the time that it's, you know, so far and few between or whatever that phrase is um, that it comes up that I can just kind of ignore it and move on. But at this point, you know um, it does feel like, it's just eating at him and it makes me nervous how much he is continuing to wallow in it. Whereas in the past it was just the occasional one-off remark. And now it's kind of coming up more frequently. So I haven't really thought deeply about like a sit down talk simply because I was expecting more of a next time it comes up, you should do this. But I I also like the sit down talk approach. Don't get me wrong. Mm, I mean, when we said that, I didn't realize that he's been better in the past few years and has only brought it up a couple of times in the last few months. That's, that is trickier. That makes me think that maybe you should wait for him to bring it up. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. I would, I would. uh. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's also, sorry about that. No, there's also a case to be made for like how, when you say like, it doesn't happen that often, I kind of can suck it up. I just honestly, though, I feel a sense that it would be, it would feel really good to have yeah. a conversation with him. Like but I'm, I, he it would feel good for him. I agree. And he's, yeah. he's depressed. Like, I don't know That's, if he's depressed right now, but he has been depressed. He's right. in general struggles with depression. Yeah. I just feel like he needs a sort of like a release with people that he. I agree is not going to immediately write off. And there are very few people, I imagine, in that category in his life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you and your brother probably yeah. are... So, or I'm sure he can count them on one hand. Right. I, I also feel, and not to you know discount your you know upsetness with the situation, I think this is mostly about him. 
It's not about yeah. making you guys happier about the way he is to with you. I think it's about you you guys just trying to make him happier. Right. Yeah. And also, I genuinely feel it. A lot of it does happen around your age. Like for me, I really felt it around 29, just late 20s, early 30s. You become really, really aware of your parents flaws in in ways that go beyond just like oh mommy reacts like this and dad you can't go to him with this but it's more like like you said there's sort of fears and they're yeah you just start to understand their personalities and you also come to terms with the fact that you might not like facets of their personality like would you choose to spend time with someone who if he wasn't your father who never took any responsibility and constantly blamed other people yeah and it is sort of like all culminating. Well, and it makes me wonder, too, if part of your role in being, you know, a, a, a true bona fide adult, almost yeah. 30, is like kind of sucking it up and being like you said, Andy, it's not really about you. It is frustrating, but it's also part of me is like, do you. Do you just continue to bite your tongue? Although I do think it would feel really good for him to talk about this. <laughs> you go. I, like I said, I don't know how qualified we feel to answer your question. I, I, uh, for yeah. me, I want to be like, get this man to therapy stat. No, I, yeah, I, seriously. <laughs> well, I've been fighting that battle for years. Oh, so I, I, I have no doubt. I have <laughs> yeah. no doubt. I yeah. think that, you know, I think that everyone, no matter what age you are, you always need some kind of parenting. Mm-hmm. And when you lose your parents, you never don't have that anymore. You're on your own. Mm-hmm. And I think at some point, children do become not fully, but in some ways, the parent of their parents. Everyone eventually does if yeah. they live long enough. <laughs> That's another story. No, yeah, it depends just when depends and how. What, what nature it? How, what nature it? What what outfit it takes on? Well, how would you say that? No, I felt that. You I understood felt, what you, you meant. Yeah, I right. felt it. You felt we it? both you felt it. Okay. The use of okay. nature works for yeah. us. Yeah. But he's alone. He doesn't even have a wife to, you know, to talk because obviously wife also can become a parent as, as she most usually does. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we won't talk. That's for another caller episode. But, um, but I think that he needs some parenting here. I think he needs some real parental guidance that he, he's been alone. He's been adrift. I feel bad yeah, for him. I really too. do. It's not a great situation. I yeah. hope he finds someone. I really hope. And I think a lot of emphasis should be placed on the fact that he should try to find someone and leave the past behind. But in lieu of that, I think that you guys have to kind of like embrace him a little bit with this. Mm-hmm. Really treat this as an opportunity maybe to get closer and in the yeah. process, help him through his problem. Yeah. I also feel like, you know, time passes, you could look back one day and be like, oh, I really wish that we had had a heart to heart with dad. You know what I mean? Like you could get to know him so much better through Mm -hmm. this. I know it's probably very daunting. Yeah, it's gonna be uncomfortable. Yeah. What do you guys think about an email? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) big no. I, I, I don't no. love emails. Okay. Well, okay. well, in general, Andy's always talk on the phone or do it face to face. You're yeah. always yeah. like that. I can only speak from experience that when I've sent those emails or received those emails. Yeah. I didn't feel they landed the way I wanted. Oh, I never, intended them ever. to. And then when I've received them. I didn't receive them the way I think the person yeah. had intended. No. Right. Yeah, what, yeah. what you do is, if you'd like, you write the email, you don't send right. it, and you use that as a basis for your in-person yes. communication. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I had a feeling that was going to be your response, so not surprised at all. Yeah. Um, but one time, like, I, that mention of 2015 where I invited him to come with me to therapy like things were so strained between us at that time that I did write an email because otherwise I like could not get out, you know, what I wanted to say, mm-hmm. but he didn't take it well then. So yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, yeah. an email, uh, an email is a glorified text and a text is bad. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> also, you know, 2015, you were in your early twenties. Uh, yeah. Kind yeah. of. But yeah, you were, I don't know. I do think like you said, Andy, you sort of end up kind of parenting your parents in some yeah. way. And I think that as time passes, they become more and more. Uh, not only do they accept that, but they almost seem to want it in some yeah. ways. And I can say that I think if I did want to talk to my dad about his feelings, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't like to talk about his feelings, mm-hmm. he would receive it far better 
today than he would have when I was in my early twenties. Yeah. He didn't uh, trust you. You yeah, didn't have it, the right to talk to exactly. him about his feelings. There's a degree of like, you, yeah. Is that weird to say? No, and I, I think it's true. I, I wouldn't trust a 21 year old telling me about my feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, of course, I always want to have like a, yeah, this is what you should do. I just think <laughs> that your, your situation, as you know better than anyone, is super nuanced. Mm-hmm. But I really like just wanted to have a conversation about it. I want to know what were you expecting us to say? And B, what do you think you're going to do? I don't know what I expected y'all to say, to be honest. I wanted to keep like a really open mind um, about possible approaches. I do think that I will... At the very least, like say something the next time he says something to me, you know, um, Mm. and discuss with my brother the sit down approach in some small part, because I feel like, you know, Andy, you mentioned or both of you have mentioned that sometimes we turn into parents for our parents. I feel like my brother, understandably at 26, has not had to do any of that. And there's a there's a, uh, you know, I eldest daughter syndrome. Like I feel like a lot of these emotional, you know, labor responsibilities fall to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, it could be an opportunity for me to get my brother more into the fold on, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, just lightening the load on me and, and sharing together. Like, how are we going to approach this totally. as a unified front? Yeah. Yes. That yeah. united front thing I think yeah. is actually major. Like yeah. if it does feel like when your dad drops these remarks, Mm-hmm. especially the ones about how you guys turned out. Like that's just yeah. so cringy. Yeah. And like, how, how do you even respond? Like he's forcing you to, to be defensive. Mm. Right. Yeah. But you know, when he d- drops these little casual remarks that you have already discussed how you will respond. Mm-hmm. And so I don't just sort of plant the seed with your dad about what isn't isn't okay to say even though it kind of sounds like he's just doing whatever the hell he wants yeah (laughs) i do feel like what you said andy is so true like the compassion here it's like you know how sometimes when you're in a mood and someone comes at you you're just like fuck off like Mm. but if someone just comes and you don't even have to know them well but if they just give you a hug you're like (laughs) (laughs) like i know that that's how i am and I wonder if that's sort of like a microcosm Every, for, for everyone what wants here. some kind of emotional safety net. Everybody, they yeah. want it, and and I think your father is kind of rudderless. He's out mm-hmm. there, kind of on his own. I mean, he knows you guys probably love him, but I think this would really give him the feeling that I'm not totally alone. I have this. I have mm-hmm. people who really care about my emotional well being. Mm-hmm. Or he may laugh it off and tell you to hit the road. Who yeah. knows? Either way. <laughs> yeah. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And actually, I think doing it would show that you do love him because... Yeah, definitely. You said something to me once about parents and it really, really struck me. You said... Because I remember one time I was like, I talked to my parents and then after I was like, I'm not sure if I asked my parents enough questions about them. Mm. I was self-conscious that they were always asking me about me and I wasn't asking them enough questions. And Andy, you told me, do you remember what you said? I do. You said there are only two things parents care about. Go. You'd, you'd say it. I'm you, not going to say my own. <laughs> you said they want to know that you're happy mm-hmm. and that you love them. That's right. Mm. And I feel like doing this would be a, a, a semi-grand gesture to showing your dad that you do love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that you and would that be happier hurt. if he was happy. Yeah. 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 That really strikes me just because in the last like two years, especially... He's ended every phone call, like reiterating, it seems like you're really happy and I'm really like glad that you're happy. So hmm. it's, it's just happens to like really resonate that he's yeah. bringing that up a lot with me in the, in the last two, two and a half, three years. You're, That's you're really the, beautiful. you're the bridge for his sanity. I mean, without you guys, he would be completely lost. I mean, you'd be in a very bad situation. That's a great segue for how you could open the compassionate talk, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, you're always you always talk about how you're happy you are that I'm happy. Like this is a moment where I want to talk about your happiness and how happy Mm -hmm. it would make me. And then you can sort of dig deeper there. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Abby. I feel great. You guys are. <laughs> no, you're, yeah, this. Mission accomplished. I mean, you're. Hang up quick before we say something <laughs> stupid. 
before we go on some tangent. Abby, I hope like you're going to do this, right? <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. No, it's when the time it, is right. It's been too many years. I mean, at this point, my parents are almost divorced as long as they were together during my life. Right. Mm-hmm. They divorced when I was 15 and it's been 14 years since the divorce. And so it's, it's not going away on its own. I think that's pretty clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here to find, you know, another person. Um, and so it's a long time. Yeah. I think uh, it's due. I loved chatting with you today. Yeah, I loved delightful. your email. I, I loved your story. I love how you speak. I just really, <laughs> I'm a big fan. So I, I really hope not only that you do this, because I think it would be wonderful for your family, mm-hmm. but um, I also hope you give us an update. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'll try. Um, yeah. Back at you. Love the podcast. Thanks for all you do. And Thank you. Uh, really appreciate you taking my email. It was our pleasure. Pleasure. Okay, Abby, thank you so much for thank calling. Thank you, guys. Okay. And, tr- and for trusting us with this one. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you so okay, much for bye calling. Bye bye. Ooh. Ooh. How lovely was she? Oh, my goodness. Delightful. Delightful. It's a good question, too. It's a really, what I like about the question is even though she made it sort of about her, it was really a, a very, um, empathetic question yeah well it was like it's about her because he's made it about her right he's forced this to be about her for the last 14 years yeah through all her adolescence and 20s she's had to deal with this yeah wait when does your adolescence start when you're 13 okay so yeah approximately they divorced when she was 15 so let's say close (laughs) i'm getting really specific here (laughs) anyway her entire adult life she's been forced to deal with this i can see how it becomes really grating to have to bite your tongue after a while and what i loved is how without us even asking she was like i realized that he is very sad yeah you know it she wasn't like I'm just so sick of this. Yeah, he's such a jerk. Yeah. Like, why hasn't he just stopped doing this? Yeah. It's more complicated than, you know, the title of the email is, how do I get my dad to stop talking about his divorce? But then yeah. as you read the email, you're like, oh, there's so much. Right. Look, I, I understand that he was probably a very mediocre husband at best. Yeah. But I also, just based on the way she is, I know he's a good father. Well, I don't know if he we can. He tries to be a good well, father. Well, so, yeah. And let's be honest, there's... Like his intent might be to have been a good father, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he, the impact. He's was not executing that, that yeah, well, yeah. but the heart is there. He, yeah, it he, sounds like he's also trying to make up a bit for yeah. lost time. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I can't make assumptions about how he was when they were young, but she didn't jump in and be like, oh, well, he wasn't great to our mom or he wasn't right. that affectionate, but he was really great with us. She didn't say that. No, no, no. So I think that a lot of this is also cultural. And he's, you know, he's from a certain generation, from a certain type of culture. He's 63. He is right in that pocket mm-hmm. of yeah. men who don't talk about their feelings. I'm amazed he even is, is as elevated emotionally as he is. Well, yeah. The fact that he's been diagnosed as depressive mm-hmm. to me is... Like it shows that he actually sought out a professional to get yeah. that diagnosis, yeah. which some people, to be frank, a lot of men in his generation would not even no, do. No, no, they wouldn't. Yeah. Anyway, I I hope that she takes our advice, mm-hmm. and I really do hope that he's like, wow, this means a lot to me, and I'm going to make a change. That's that's the best possible outcome, and I and I think there's a good chance that's going to happen. You know what I love about you. Oh. <laughs> Prepare yourself. Compliments well, let me, let me are get coming. To my receiving. <laughs> my, what, what are those things you suntan with? What are you, those tanning things? Those, oh, those yeah, like yeah. things that people use. Oh, where they, I like, thought you were giving me dumbo ears. Concentrate the sunlight into your face. Yeah. Here, I'm going to do that. Actually, what's funny? What's you, that called? I don't know what that is. Just tell me what it is. I don't know what Find it's, out. I don't know what it's called. A reflecting full. But why would you reflect? You want to absorb. That's true. Okay. so <laughs> Just dumbo ears. You have dumbo yeah. ears. <laughs> okay. What I was going to say is you have given me some of the greatest nuggets of wisdom about parents Mm. and aging parents and the dynamics between adult children and parents. Mm. I just feel like you've you've just been through a lot with your own parents. And I don't know. I just there are things you've said that have always stuck with me. And I even just talking to her. I don't know. I think that you you understand these things. It's cute. Yes. I, do, I think a lot of people live their whole lives and never once think, oh, dad's sad. Yeah. 
because more, more often than not, dad probably isn't going to show you that he's sad because he's stiff upper lip dad. Yeah, that's true. You got to go through some hard times to learn these things, though. These don't come naturally. I know. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I know that in your case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They come at a cost. So I think I think we uh, <laughs> I think that's a case closed. I mean, this would I, I'm very interested to see how this one plays out. Because it could really backfire. He could be like, oh, mayday, mayday, not going there. That's what I'm saying. It could be one of these things where he's like, okay, guys, I'm not doing this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. goodbye, yeah. I'm going to go have a sandwich. Oh, like, I'm going to literally, go like, stand sandwich. up and leave the room kind of situation. Oh, totally. Yeah. That could happen. That actually is super likely. It's totally likely. <laughs> yeah. But there's no, there's absolutely nothing lost in trying. There's no cost to this, except for that sort of uncomfortable inertia yeah. of dealing with it. But even if he does that... I'm telling you, it would stay with him it'll that will. they tried. It will. In yeah. his own way, it'll it'll take up residence somewhere in his head. Yeah, even if that. he never acts on it, or maybe he does. Maybe a year later, he's just a little more, like I said, ripe for the picking. Well, well he may say something to the effect of like, oh, your mother, that, you know, that tramp. And he'll be like, oh, but I know I shouldn't say that with you guys. I remember you guys had that talk with me. Well, you know why he wouldn't say it? is because he would realize if they had this talk with him that even saying that shows sadness and resentment on his part. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he realizes how transparent that yeah, is. Yeah, he may he's busy, be ashamed. Yeah, he's busy blaming everyone else. What he doesn't realize is that to the outside parties, they're like, oh, look how it's sad obvious. you are. Like, we see it's obvious. Yes. Yeah, maybe and, he thinks he's getting away with it. Yeah. But he's not. And this may actually reinforce, unfortunately, with shame... <laughs> But <laughs> not to wrap every conversation yeah. with shame. It's very powerful. Shame is powerful. But you're right. I do think there would be a sense of shame where so even if he is too resistant to ever solving his own unhappiness, the shame would prevent him from at least making it their problem. <laughs> yes. Shame to the rescue. <laughs> Oh, I loved that conversation. That was nice. It's always, you know, it's the conversations often where I'm really like, I, d I don't know if I feel qualified to take this on, but those are the ones that I often find the most rewarding. Well, I feel the ones that I feel just naturally as a human, I feel that the ones that I feel, and I've said I feel like 19 times, <laughs> I believe <laughs> that the ones that I feel I'm least qualified to answer mm -hmm. Force me to take a more humble stance in listening and thinking about it. Oh, that's true. So when it's like a question, I'm like, obviously, this is the oh, yeah, answer. Yeah. I don't nuance. I don't think about it. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, this is the answer. But if I really sat and said like, oh, I really don't know what the answer is, mm -hmm. maybe I would have a better answer. Who oh, knows? maybe. Oh, wow. Dismissing oh, all my good answers to <laughs> obvious questions, but who knows? Uh, anyway. You know, I noticed something about your shirt. Oh, what about? I was staring at it. It got me a little distracted. Yeah. There are many animals on this shirt. Yes, there, there aren't are. that many actually. There's a, there's a medium. I probably amount. shouldn't do this. I might be sweating. Am I no, sweating? No, you're fine. You're oh yeah, fine. I'm okay. I don't see anything. Okay. I mean, who cares? Okay. But there's one animal that really seems out of place. Oh oh, the snail. Yes, <laughs> and it's right in the center of the shirt. <laughs> the, the the lowest animal in this whole. Sorry, shirt. It's a it's, it's a, a romper. It's a, dress. a shirt dress. It's a shirt dress. It's close to a shirt. Yeah. It's a long shirt. It's a long shirt. <laughs> so the uh, for for the people listening and not watching, oh, right, right, right. on my them. shirt dress there is M a, a lot macaw a macaque macaque monkey, Ooh. a a parrot a standard you know green parrot. Mm -hmm. I believe that's a uh, what do you call those those fast little those those. Those gazelle. chaparral gazelle, yep, yep. There's a, there's a zebra. There's a jaguar. Yep. There's mm -hmm. another bird. I think that's kind of like a toucan or something. Mm -hmm. um, and then a snail. <laughs> and a snail. So you got a, you got one bird, two birds, and you got a bunch of mammals. And then they skipped reptiles, amphibians, fish, and they went right to snails. So I'm trying to figure out when during this very intense conversation you found the time to decide that the snail was the odd thing out on my dress I, or to it's, acknowledge it's possible it. that i i was staring at it during the most intense time <laughs> is, that, is that okay it's i mean you answered great so but i think it, it it centered me like i really i was like it was i was a little overwhelmed with the the emotional 
exchange. Yeah. And I just, I just found centering thinking about how out of place that snail is. Maybe the snail helped you answer the question. I think it did. It put me, it, 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 it recentered, <laughs> it, it rebooted me. Yeah. It took, took me, it, it cleaned It took the you out of the moment. Yeah. I do find that sometimes where yeah. just focusing on something else allows my, like one part of my brain to take time off. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. And then it comes back rejuvenated. You know what it is? It gives that part of your brain a micro nap. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. I had a full brain micro nap looking at that snail. And I think I know why they did that. Why? Because what I'm looking at now is they did the whole print and they're like, oh, there's a little too much space, dead space in the middle. But not enough for a full not enough for size a, animal. A full size animal. Mm-hmm. They need something small. Yeah. And whoever was doing this is not super familiar, familiar with the animal kingdom, how it works. <laughs> so they decided to randomly throw an animal that has no place with mm. a bunch of mammals and a very... Very intelligent bird. Mm. So yeah. something I had issue with. I'm glad we covered this. Yeah. Did you notice that when you bought the shirt? I will admit I did not notice this. Hmm. And but it does make me love you a little bit more somehow. Oh, that's nice. That you did notice this. Yes. You analyzed it so thoroughly. Okay, I think we can wrap. Yeah, let's do that. When we start talking about this stuff, I think we can move on from the question. Yeah, I think it's over. Yeah. Okay. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like. Subscribe. Subscribe. I just want to say that twice. Okay. People yeah. Aren't doing Please do subscribe. Yeah. Okay. Hit the notification bell. Good. Follow us on Instagram. TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. Leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews. And generally do all the things that you would do to support a podcast that you enjoy and that talks about your relationship with your parents. <laughs> And what parents really want for you. That's right. Yeah. That's sweet. It is sweet. They want you to be happy and to know that you love them. That's it. That's all they I want. I mean, good parents. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, get yeah. that out of the way. Bad I parents. Let's assume that we're talking about Yeah. I mean, you never yeah. know. Or I even sometimes... decent parents. Decent parents. Yeah. In this case, decent. Yeah. Decent, mediocre parents. <laughs> oh, no, sure... He was a mediocre husband, not a medio- yeah, mediocre yeah, parent. Yeah. I'm sure that he has his strengths. Yeah. Taking responsibility is not one of them. But, you know, there is uh, room for improvement there. Maybe Maybe he'll rise to the occasion. Yes. Okay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. Dear Shandy. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamins. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com prenatal.